He's Who brought walking. the cat? He's walking to the three. <laughs> He's at the two. And the cat is in the CDW red zone. CDW, people who get it now, a policeman, a state trooper has come on the field, and the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. And the cat is elusive, kind of like Barkley and Elliott. But he didn't know where to go. Look at, they're trying to corner him. And they got him in the end zone. There are state troopers all around this cat, which now climbs up into the stands. And the fans are running for the run. Now it goes back on the field again. And it's running in the back of the end zone. And it runs up the tunnel. We're back. It's another week of the Dismal Tide. Uh, we're a sports podcast. We're brand new. We've only done 40 of these. So, Is it? F- Did we make it that far? Today's 41. Oh, well. Well, we're coming up on one year. January. We started the show on January 1st on purpose. As a statement of intent, you know, that uh, uh, that this was is an, a new dawn, but um, you know, we've only missed like two or three weeks, I think, in that entire time as well. Well, I mean, if we were doing a weekly podcast, oh, I guess it's not the end of the year yet. How many weeks are left in the year? How many have we missed? Um, before we discuss our, you know, promptness with episodes or whatever, we have a guest. Let's we just have talk. No, people just in the house. Want, I just want to talk about the calendar. <laughs> Calendars, it's new. It's strong calendar. Good year for calendars. I hear. There's new one every year, and it's it's different. Some of, them, some of them have dogs on them. Some of them have cats on them. Uh, some of them have hot chicks on them too. I like There's the hot chicks. There's a lot of different type like of calendars chicks. out there. Um, we Each have a their own. big Lebowski calendar that our roommate has. Neither of us, just our roommate. <laughs> you neither of you are gonna claim that. I mean, it's not ours. I can't claim it. In good conscience, I can't. Well, then why don't you? Then why don't you take it down? No, we decided to lean in on a full irony kitchen, and that's why the the lyrics to the uh, to smooth are on the whiteboard. <laughs> it was like ninety seven degrees one day in New York, and I wrote out the lyrics to Santana's "Smooth," and no one thought of anything better to replace it with. So it, there, it's sat for three months. I was I was thinking about making fun of you guys. However, um. I ordered that Santana album from one of those CD catalogs when I was younger. It was probably like the third CD that I ever got. The first CD <laughs> like I got, uh, maybe like 15 or so. I don't think my parents were letting me spend over $20 via catalog. <laughs> but the, the I also remember the very first album I bought was uh, Smash Mouth's Fush Show Mang, which uh, I enjoyed quite a bit because it had a lot of swears on it. Nice. Yeah, I uh, the first uh, the the first I got two at the same on the same day from Bradley's, and I got uh it was the the Chumbawamba album, <laughs> nice. and uh, and the and the Will Smith uh, Big Willie style. Oh, um, nice. So that would have been uh, 1996, 1997. Maybe um, I didn't really care I, that much about music till I was like 12. I think the first album I owned was the edited version of the Nelly album. Mm, that's yeah, which classic. Which one? The double one? The sweatsuit or sweat like suit. uh, uh what was the one with like, or country e. grammar? That was country grammar. grammar. Yeah, it was definitely country grammar. I was not into like any deeper cuts than Nelly's like three biggest hits. Oh, you don't remember you can find me in St. Louis where the gun play rains all day. Da-na-na-na. I definitely some, remember some, that, uh, but that nice was not cuts the like album. that. That album had horrendous production, but so catchy. <laughs> I don't think we said who you are yet. No. This is Neil from the Bang Local Dads. 
Yes, I'm an artist, DJ, uh, music person, video stuff, uh, podcaster, talking about ballers, season four and five. Unfortunately, I started podcasting late in the game. I waited till my mid-20s. Just started podcasting you know, right around the first podcast boom in 2009 when I would have been like 16 or so. You had to get on the ground floor, and then yeah. that way you can get like that uh, uh, the Adam Carolla money. Mm. I don't want that type of money. Well, you get, you don't want to have you, you can make films with Dennis Prager. <laughs> no, I don't want that type of money. No, not at all. <laughs> Revan Prager on next week. Unless that meant they could give me money to make my own film, then I might then I might sell out. And it's, it's not like, like you have to be Kyrie movie. Yeah, and it's not like, I don't know, if you're like that level of guy where you're in those type of films, then you're kind of like, um, I don't know, like, uh, what's his face? The big fat guy that has the uh, ponytail, who is uh, in many movies such as uh, Hard to Kill, Half Past Dead, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Like, Steven Seagal, they're not going to fire Steven Seagal from the movie for being bad at acting, because he's the whole reason they're making the movie. It's like ballers. Yeah, it's like ballers. It doesn't matter if The Rock is the worst part of the show. He's the biggest part of the show. So they're not going to cancel ballers was, until after five seasons. I think I think that I might have been the biggest Shout About Ballers fan by the end. I listened to the whole three-hour thing. That was your show. That's your show? <laughs> that was uh, your show. Yeah, well, I was the biggest fan of that, too. <laughs> Did you actually listen to all three hours? Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that uh, looking at uh, metrics, and that's the cool thing about being an artist these days, <laughs> is that you get to look at really yeah. cool stuff like metrics. And when you look at your metrics like I do, I've seen that uh, the metrics on my album are not very good. So uh, I saw more people listen to uh, the final episode of... Uh, are uh, haters in the building uh, series finale of ballers on my album, so it just goes to show you that the metrics very not very important. Ballers, not a lot of people watch ballers, not very important. It's about the experience of creating art. Yeah, see, and now I you the the podcast didn't lose me, but ballers <laughs> lost me, and I, at the end I could just have nothing to do with it. No man, we were. I was strapped in for the ride. I had a great time every single week. I was genuinely looking forward to each episode. I I I just wanted to be on the show every week. I just wanted to talk about <laughs> ballers constantly. I would bring ballers up to him and just like you know having a ballers this week, Mike. I um, did you listen to any of the other ballers podcasts? No. No, oh, you didn't. Li- you haven't listened. I listened to every single other Ballers podcast because there's only. <laughs> I know you did. You said that. <laughs> there's only three other ones. There's um, yeah, After Buzz TV, which is really funny. That I they loved. also I loved what little I saw of them. <laughs> yeah, because that the main guy on there is just insane. He's like, I'm a I'm an actor from Brooklyn, and it's like keeps bringing that up. He's like, and he said a former football player. But he never says that he, like, played in college or anything. So I'm assuming he's just someone who, like, played high school football. Yeah, just play- <laughs> But, yeah, that guy, is, I swear his name was, like, Mikey or so- something very stereotypical. 
um, or whatever it was. He was very, very entertaining to be able to see the madness in person. And I think he was definitely yipped up for some episodes. Um, and then besides that, there was uh, Ball and Out, um, which were like two kind of lib guys um, out on like the West Coast that worked on some sort of television shows because they said they worked on like um, like some of the studios where they shot the end of Ballers, like where Quavo came in. Um, you remember in the final episode, no, Quavo's part? <laughs> it was like it wouldn't have been the Ballers finale if there wasn't at least two shoehorned. Oh, and that one, was, there was a lot of shoehorned. Yeah, uh, just cameos. absolutely meaningless cameo. Just Quavo's walking around the lot by himself and his eavesdropping in Ricky Jarrett's like conversation with some sort of, with Justin Long. And then he's... Oh, your audio cut out there, Neil. Another black guy here. And then he's like, yeah, man. He's like, make that money. And then he just walks away. And he's like, what? Very yeah, underutilized. That well, that's... Well, uh, I, I remember when... Like when Entourage got towards the end, like or or the movie as well, like all of the, just any possible way to get anybody into the show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like that's representation, and that's what Ballers is all about. Because you have the Rock, you have the Rock who is not white, and then, well, Rob Corddry's white, but then uh, all the athletes are black. And another good thing for representation is they had that uh, one white athlete. Uh, Travis McCoy, and they they wrote him out of the series, which I. Oh yeah, yeah, the hot shot, uh, draft pick or whatever. Yeah. Um. The 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 country boy linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, the country boy. The swamp. Yeah. Yeah, but then ran really, really fast on the beach, and I just want to say also, which I covered on the haters in the building thing, but Ballers is you know the worst show on television, by far the worst show on HBO. Elizabeth Warren's favorite show and also want to really emphasize uh, the stupidest and probably most sexist show on television also. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit about the Elizabeth Warren stuff because I remember it from a couple years ago, um, either on your show or just seeing it generically and then hearing it on your show because I've been listening to your show for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and did she like double down on that at any point? Because like she said it a couple years ago, probably in, like season three or four. Did well, she they say had, it again this year? Yeah, the thing that we talked about was um, how she got in. She got interviewed by someone from like Entertainment Weekly, I believe, or some sort of publication like that. Um, like maybe like in, like something that would be like extra news that you might see at like four o'clock when you came home, like after school. But anyways, just one of those like fluff entertainment pieces. And it's like I interviewed Elizabeth Warren about ballers and ballers only, and then she like went on to like detail like the stupid plot points of like uh I, it's kind of cool to see Vernon turn into be a gamer this season <laughs> like he's like esports is getting pretty good so i wonder where it's gonna go with that but the main takeaway from it was she's like you know ballers is a show about hard work and you know the, like the success stories of capitalism and just being like well, like if you think ballers is like it's literally the stupidest show on television like they, the amount of money that they go from season to season makes no sense. The idea that Spencer just gets billionaire money and gets to buy the Chiefs at the end, no, sense. so stupid. And they do him buying the team off screen. Like the mo- like the biggest thing of Spencer's story arc is off screen. So that for show- me, that had to be the worst thing. That was maybe the worst thing that happened in any of the seasons. That's that extremely made, funny. That they made <laughs> him buy like this life changing event that he can't afford. 
and it just happened off camera. They were like, yeah. And it's, I remember one episode, they were like, you're essentially the owner of the Chiefs now. And then the next episode started, he's like, you are the actual owner of the Chiefs now. It's like, where was Yeah. There? And it was like, I thought it was like, are, they pe- are people talking to him? Because it's like, oh, yeah, it's inevitable that he's going to buy the Chiefs. Like, oh, is he like just saying, like making a joke towards it. But, yeah, they literally bought the team in between episodes. And it was the same problem in season three when they were trying to move the Raiders stadium and they didn't have until like the second to the last episode of the season, the Raiders in it at all. And so like when he bought the chiefs, they never showed him like sign the paperwork. They never showed any negotiations for buying the chiefs. All they did was he went to like the Anderson brothers and go, Hey, how do you want to, do you want to buy a sports team? Like how much you need? He's like $3 billion. He's like I'll call the bank. And then next episode, boom, he's the owner and the GM. <laughs> As I recall, <laughs> but like he tried to they get his buddy to be the GM, there. and he's like, well, if he can't do it, there's only one person I trust with this yeah. job. If myself. Jason won't do it, I've got to do it. I'm like, what? <laughs> I think the first interaction with any of the Raiders was when he uh, uh, spoke with former Raider Tim Brown in the gym. Oh, and that's yeah. When the, and that's when uh, The Rock... Uh, went at him really hard oh, about his fucking biceps. About his biceps, and he's like, "Zip, that's oh, what yes, you want to call yes. them pieces of shits." <laughs> <laughs> he just lost it on Tim Brown in the gym. Yeah, I can't wait to rewatch all of Ballers to make the Ballers master cut finally. Now that Ballers is over, that's right. It, yeah. <laughs> you have to wait until it was one complete piece, and now yeah, because it. it yeah, because you can't like, I mean, you can't start editing the movie until you've shot all the footage, you know. Exactly. When are you so, guys starting uh, pilot season thing? Pilot season? Um, I don't know. I think we're gonna watch that Netflix prank show. I think that's okay. what we're doing now. Okay. So spoil spoiler alert for anybody listening to this that also listens to our show. At least it's like evergreen. You can just like turn it on. You don't have to watch it week to week. It's all. Out yeah. Well, no one's well, I think spoil we're it for you. Yeah, we're supposed to watch the first one on our own and then meet up and then discuss. And then we'll see where it goes from there if we watch more. Does Dan give out the homework? Uh, I guess he did this time because normally we've all been like trying to pick a season for a show. So uh, Jeff still hasn't picked one, but we need to like, I don't know, just get something we can all agree on. So, so far, I guess Dan is I was all about ballers and that's all I really cared about. So if someone else throws something else into the mix, I'm like, okay, that's decent enough to talk about. Then I'm down for it. But I, I like I said, yeah. What's oh, which one's pitched? Is that the baseball? Is that still on? No, I know it didn't make it very far. Oh, maybe if maybe if she was like a cop or a troop or a firefighter in the city of Chicago, she'd still be on television. Uh, If I actually were to do like a a recap show or like a mocking recap show, I think I would honestly pick uh, shit. Uh, Action Jim, what's that sh- fucking called again? Chicago Troops. No, the Tom Clancy show on Amazon. The Jack Ryan it's about, show. Oh, it's Jack about Ryan. troops. Ryan. It's about troops in Iraq who are from Chicago, <laughs> and then it's like half of the show is them overseas doing battle. You know, waging our very ethical wars um, for the right reasons, and then back at home, everyone's distraught because they're just too good of a guys that are giving up their perfect lives to go fight for other Americans selfishly. So it's just like a, it's like a really good show that like, I'm, I'm thinking about moving to Chicago, then enlisting. What show is that? Uh, Chicago troops. It's on, uh, <laughs> it's on Fox. 
Uh, all right, we're going to get to the, the proper show stuff. Before we do, though, I always ask our guests this. Uh, can you describe what the Dismal Tide is to an, our audience? And you can do as good a job or as bad of a job as you want. It's okay. Um, go ahead. Putting you on the spot. I'll say it is better than sports talk radio because when I get in the trucks at work, sometimes it's on sports talk radio. Sports talk radio, not very interesting to listen to. And this show, I do enjoy listening to it, and I am not that much of a sports guy. Good enough. Good enough. There that, we go. That's... Thank you for the glowing review. Uh, I'll, I realize the the more we talk about sports, I realize the more boring it tends to be. Uh, if you only... talk about players getting in trouble, you just got to talk about strictly off the field stuff. Because once you start talking about like how teams are actually playing and stuff, then it's like, oh, I don't care because I'm not going to watch. <laughs> but the drama, the drama, the drama gets me. Uh, all right. Well. Let's do the show. Let's do the show. I sent you something in the messages. I want you to okay. watch. And Mike, I don't know if you've seen this one, but I want you both to explain. I see it's from world number one Eagles and iPhone fan. <laughs> <laughs> what? I see Warriors World. Oh, no. If scroll like on, on the bottom. If you look at, you know, where credit is, cr- oh, credit boy. goes where credit's due. And it goes. What? Hold on. What is this guy doing? I want you to watch. Oh, he's. 
He's using Earwax's lip balm. Oh, no. And then he also <laughs> runs it through his hair. Who's I, that guy? Is he a coach or something? Yes. I, he is the coach of the Nets. Mm, you know, I can tell. It's because he's wearing a suit. And he's the one that's on camera the most of all the guys in the suits. Um, and he looks a little sweaty. <laughs> I just, most basketball it, coaches do get sweaty. I, this it, is among the most horrifying things I've ever seen. Well, this is um, there. There, there's the classic clip of uh, of uh, Jurgen Love, the, uh, uh, the the Germany coach, um, mm. and the time when they had the video of him where he had his fingers in his armpits, and then he took them out and just smelled his fingers. <laughs> that's not that that's gross, not that though, compared to because that's just like, I, that's that's still like a you know a little bit of a social faux pas, but not as bad as rubbing your earwax on your lips when you know yeah. you're on camera the whole time. Yeah, I could have been an NBA still, coach, but I'm addicted to picking my nose. Yeah, so well, I can, yeah, I old habits it. die hard. Well, here's the thing: like, uh, I'm I'm sure what you know, being on camera all the time, uh, you just sort of forget that there's certain things you shouldn't be doing. Um, mm. uh, uh, and and everybody say like guys get caught picking their nose all the time, but everyone is pretty used. to You that. definitely can't jack off on the sidelines. I know that for that, a fact. Well, not yet. But we're going to society well, changing. In the, maybe in those tents. Maybe not during our lifetimes, but oh yeah, they're going into the, they're going to the concussion protocol what's going, tent to jack off. What's go, yeah. What's going on in that tent? <laughs> Jared Goff has got to go relax. Maybe, Jared maybe got to chill. Um, maybe in the XFL, they'll have cameras in the tents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, uh, the XFL I don't, I don't players and one lucky on lady. Cheer. Yeah, I don't care what goes on in the cheerleaders' locker rooms. They deserve some privacy, but I want to know what's going on in those tents. They're doing seven minutes in heaven at halftime But I, the XFL games. I can say with some certainty <laughs> that of all the things that I'd be worried about being caught on camera doing, I have never taken my fingers out of my ears and then rubbed them on my mouth. So no, this, is, this is a deeply strange choice that he's made. This yeah, is, like, compulsive. Like, this is something he does all the time. You can immediately... Yeah, I don't... I don't get, like, don't you get, like, I mean, if you're going to do that, like, I somewhat enjoy to get in the flick. Like, you get a nice flick right into the garbage. Like, just getting rid of it immediately. Yeah. They're like, get, Why do you, you, want you it take on it out, body? and you just go, like, oh, gross. And then you see how far away you can get it from you. You got to clean. You got to keep the ears clean. Mm-hmm. This above all else. Well, what other sports news is going on, fellas? Right. Our next thing. We had a natural pause there. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, you took a deep dive into the the world of the salute to service NFL gear this week. Oh hell yeah! I saw I saw that thread. I was having, uh, or at least the one about the tweets of people doing salute to service tweets were really good. But the uh, I want to see the gear because I would love love to talk NHL merch. Because I'm a big jersey guy. So. There was a lot of the gear um, is just it all just looks like shit like uh as yeah that german course, guy said it, it looks to like, like potato beige. salad yeah potato salad and baby poop <laughs> but and then they try to save it with the digi camo but it's too late but the the one the the most deeply weird thing that i i found was that someone was talking uh put a photoshop of an iphone screen and it said I shared vids about a possible Seattle false flag today, November 3rd. 
thephaser.com and on SGT. Given considerable predictive programming on TV and other concerning facts, I want to publicize in hopes that collective prayer and publicity will prevent it. And the the head the the URL is sgtreport.com slash the date. Beware dash Seattle dash nuke dash attack predictive programming major bridge closure mass casualty drills. This is the type of AI that Common's been talking about. And <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna the, save us. And somebody just said like CenturyLink Stadium Seahawk game today and needle three point one miles between according to Google. Pike's place right between the two. It's like someone who's never been like someone who's just realizing that several like tourist landmarks are close together. So it'd be like there's gonna be an attack on New York and just like, oh my god, the World Trade Center and Empire State Building are only a mile apart. They're gonna drop it right in the middle. <laughs> I think it's got a bigger radius than a mile, doesn't it? <laughs> but, uh, last year for Christmas, my mom bought me a, a hoodie. I meant that... the nuke, not the buildings. <laughs> I wasn't trying um, to get technical on geography with you. I'm just saying, doesn't sure it got more than a mile? I'm not sure. I the fallout it... is definitely more than a mile. I don't know about the actual yeah. blast radius. The only thing no is, I... it would pretty much take care of Manhattan. I'd have to assume. But yeah, definitely. But but I found I found this because. Um, Someone was just replying to uh, say, I have family at CenturyLink today and use the hashtag at all caps, see something, say something. And just because I'm sure this will pass like any other day with God's blessing and a hedge of protection over our nation. <laughs> but if anything bad happens, we know this. It's the deep state demons with the capability and willingness uh. to perpetuate such crimes against humanity. And the girl who uh, said that her family's at the Seahawks game, just got better safe than sorry. I tried to explain this to my sister, but she's not awake. It'd be so funny to try and convince your sister or whoever to not go to their expensive Seahawks game because some nobody on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> just like, like I tried to talk my family out of uh, try to talk them into giving up their Seahawks season tickets because we know there's going to be a false flag attack. Like this is this is a given. I know how to do that. Just uh, invite them over for movie night and make them watch Dark Knight Rises. Be like, <laughs> your punishment must be more severe. <laughs> They're gonna, but they're gonna do it on ice to the new Seattle team. That's where it's gonna happen. Uh, do you have any uh, salute to service gear? Did you save any of those links? I I didn't uh, save much of the gear. Itself, oh, you tweeted them all out. That's why. But I'm yeah, I'm finding my my own my own thread of things from Sunday. They're, yeah, they're all like disgusting. I really like the the Washington Redskins uh, oh my God, <laughs> troops special. flag. Well, the oh, okay. So here we go. In order, the things that I found is uh, some some person saying it would be a cool story to meet your significant other to salute the service Steelers game, <laughs> provided yes. the Steelers win, of course. <laughs> and like, I I can't, I just I just can't put myself in this person's shoes even a little bit to think that like I'm gonna meet my salute to service GF at a Steelers game. Yeah, this uh, this also really reminds me of a, a tweet that I had, which I stole from my old coworker who is a proud boy. Um, that was uh, driving home from church today and just can't wait to see what God has planned for me. I want to find my wife and start a family, raising up another generation of strong believers. <laughs> and this is like a Facebook status from like a 19 or 20-year-old kid. And he was the guy who pulled... He pulled the legendary move of uh, breaking up with his girlfriend because his girlfriend's parents got divorced. 
And I started laughing. Yeah, I started laughing at him. He's like, wait, are you telling me you broke up with your girlfriend because your parents got divorced? And he's like, yeah, you know, I want to, you know, I want to start a family, you know, settle down. And, you know, there's just a a pattern of behavior there. So uh, he's like, I can't do that. (laughs) He's like, you're (laughs) fucking insane, dude. Like lit. and yeah, it's my yeah my fucking teenage proud boy boss. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> Signs of a, a pattern. Yeah, luck. Luckily, I got fired and I left the private sector, and now I'm uh, working for the government. Well, there's also uh, I did find the two Steelers fans who have salute to service jerseys but won't wear them because one owns an Antonio Brown one and the other owns Le'Veon Bell one, so <laughs> they're. They're committed. What Le'Veon Bell do? The uh, he's just not a Steeler anymore. He held out last year. Yeah, he they didn't both play at all. They both forced their way out. So I, I guess, which I mean, I, I get it. Like you don't want to go wearing that. Like you wear that guy's jersey around, someone's just gonna be like, "What was this about? Why, why you still wearing that?" But it's funny that just like on the day, like if you if you care about when- troops. Yeah, what's more important to you today? What's more important to you? Salute to Service Day of all days. You do this shit? It's no, it's the name on the front, not the name on the back. And the name <laughs> right. on the front is troops, baby. Hell yeah, U.S. Army. Uh, there's also yes, the uh, the Redskins flag where it's the uh, Redskins, uh, the classic Redskins logo that uh, has caused uh, so much pain uh, over top of just like a, <laughs> a like a digital camo flag. Uh, a guy took it all the way up to Buffalo, and good for him. My older brother's in the Air Force, and he um, the other day texted the whole family in the group chat, and he's like, "Guys, we got a lot of bun- bunch of like extra stuff. If any of you guys want everything, and everything was like a double XL like digital camouflage like <laughs> poncho, <laughs> or like poncho. like a, a windbreaker that was just like full like you couldn't. There's no wearing that and blending in in New York City. You look like such a troop fucker. <laughs> and it was all but double you, XL. It's like, are you just flexing on us? Are what, you just showing us you have this? Nobody in our family is double XL. What is just so good to me is uh, the, the, the best thing that I ran into all day Sunday was a guy clearly pretending to be an immigrant and just tweeting a bunch of like uh, pro-Trump tw- uh, talking points. And like tweeting about the NFL in like a very specific way that, like, is okay. So like, funny the broadcasting companies refused to air the national anthem on salute to service games this week. Hashtag slap in the face to service members. Hashtag NFL is anti-American. But like, this guy, his name on Twitter is uh, Tajal Muhammad. His bio says American immigrant supports President Trump and tired of Democrats forcing ways upon everything. The account is less than a month old, and it's all all just tweeting any just pick the most boring uh, Trump talking points possible, like and him just retweeting like Candace Owens and things like that, and I I said I'm I'm just like I, you're not an immigrant man like nobody believes this, and then telling people they're not immigrants is a good. No, you're not. And fucking liar. Like it was. That's what was so funny about it to me. It just. And he's just like, yeah, I am actually. And you know. And another thing, it's Democrats like you that are destroying this country. And I said, I'm just like your picture is a, a Bollywood guy. I'm just like, I know. Like you just picked. Uh, and I said, post your actual face on here and don't just Google Indian guy because I'll check. Go <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. And, but he's just the. There's. There's a zero percent chance. Like this, it's unbelievable. 
and oh god, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep up with him throughout this. He's uh he's very good, and uh, we'll definitely he'll probably end up blocking me. But, what if oh, it's nice uh what if there. it's just Obama's brother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to create bots, but he still writes all the stuff that they may, like say. If he's just got about 15 accounts logged in, he's building his army out there. Who is that guy we used to check in on? Uh, Matt, Matt T.S. That's what I thought. And there was like weird three T's going on, right? T.S. Maybe he deleted his account or something. Maybe there's... Is it, isn't there an underscore in there or something? Mm, you know, like... Regular Obama, he's got the Netflix deal, but his brother is going to take over Twitter once he gets a proper Infowars-style show. Because has he been on Infowars before? Probably. I just, I mean, I, I guess it's... Uh... It ju- I just feel like it's one of the most overlooked characters in our political landscape is Barack Obama's brother. It's so funny. Well, I, I think... Yeah, uh, I don't know anything about him. Well, I think it's because... Because um, the... he's like a half-brother who doesn't really know him or anything. I think part of it is because like they um, a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of people in comedy wouldn't make fun of him for something like that. Is it's a point that got made. Big on, missed uh, opportunity. Big missed opportunity. I gotta say, it, it was Big a airball. It was a it was a point that uh, that got made on Chapo a couple of weeks ago when they were uh, talking about uh, Alec Baldwin's Trump impression and about how uh, Trump is bad for comedy because there's just too much stuff. And all they're just doing is just quoting him directly. But uh, but the point was made about uh, Obama that like they'd let Fred Armisen go up there in blackface, but they wouldn't make any jokes about how he eats dogs. <laughs> and uh, well, you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, like there there's plenty of uh, there there's a, a lot of Obama material that could have been done, but uh, but was all left. just like no, we gotta we gotta show some respect here. Yeah, they could have made him a we gay prostitute. That would have been. That would have been so funny if they just did Barack as the gay prostitute. Yeah. You could do Fred Armiston as gay prostitute Barack Obama. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I was reading about um, uh, 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 controversial moments in SNL history and reading about Canteen Boy. Uh, what was that one? I remember that one. This uh, the Adam Sandler sketch where um, he just plays this like like Cub Scout, um, and I think. I don't know if it was all of the Canteen Boy sketches, but the uh, the the infamous one was the one where Alec Baldwin is just like the the scoutmaster and coming on to him. Mm. Uh, and oh, it's I think very I've funny. Seen that. That they're just like in in what a lot of complaints said uh, trivialized uh, both like sex abuse and pedophilia, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, and but the, apparently in like the best of Adam Sandler compilation. Uh, there's a uh, 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 there's a disclaimer at the before that sketch that points out the Canteen Boy is 27 years old. <laughs> that it seems like something that'd be part of the sketch. Just yeah, make that just part of the sketch. <laughs> no, yeah. By the way, and then just made it like horrible. That would yeah. be actually funny. You're the <laughs> oldest Boy Scout we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, so that's why this is okay to do. <laughs> now he's just the sex pest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but SNL is in full. SNL is uh, obviously some lib shit, so that's why they can't dance in between the lines properly. Yeah. They instead, get... they got instead they got kooky Kate McKinnon doing uh, actual like campaigning for Elizabeth Warren because people can't can't separate uh, SNL characters from real life, and uh, 
yeah, I don't know. My parents have been trying to harass them into turning into Bernie Bros. And I think I'll be able to get them to before they before they actually voting because I think they're basically on board now. But old people just fucking watch TV and you just get stupid. You just get dumb as hell. Yeah, like, I can't get my dad into Bernie. There's no way it's going to happen. He's my like, it's just not going to happen. He's like, that's because you literally just watch the news. Like you like you just watch the news and that's it. And like my mom was like, oh, you know, Bernie was pretty he was pretty good on Jimmy Kimmel. And I was like. Well, I guess if that's all you consume, then he's got, he's got to go on there for people like them. He's just got to go on there and fucking crush it. Just be so yeah. charming. Um, yeah, all my dad watches is like MSNBC and CNN. I watch like, I don't know, but like all old people are like that because it was just so easy in their time. There wasn't like mm. a thousand different news sources that you had to comb through and find yeah, but like they... a few reliable ones. Oh, yeah, just like a presidential it. candidate, he would come out and he would he would. He'd shake your hand, and you'd look him in the eye, and you knew. And if he said, he's just like, uh, I'll come by. What are you doing tomorrow? I'm going to come by, and I'll mow your lawn. And he said, <laughs> this is my man, he said. Cause, and if the other guy, if he didn't offer you something like that, then you just knew he's a bum. Yeah, and uh, I'll just say that, like, for an example of uh, old people's understanding of the media landscape, one of my favorite things is uh, when I come home, seeing my dad try to, operate uh going through amazon and like what shows to watch and he's just like into motorcycle racing and stuff so one of the last times i was home like me and my girlfriend sat down on the couch with my dad trying he was had the remote was trying to find something and in probably like 20 minutes ended up spending like 40 dollars on amazon just like just paying for something, watching this to be like nah this is lame and like go to the next one <laughs> and he just like ordered this like $15 like weird motorcycle thing and it was all just like uh, like if you're in like a racing game like Grand Tours, it was just 360 shots of motorcycles and it was like this motorcycle is this it was like this motorcycle is made in whatever year and just keeps going and going he's like eh boring and then just like went and bought something else so they like Insane, they're completely op- yeah completely overloaded with information and don't know what to do how old is your dad uh, he is 55 right now. Okay, he's more adventurous than mine. My dad is 60, but he wouldn't. Yeah. He'd, he'd just, whatever's on HBO is what he's watching, probably. It's just, like, <laughs> channel surfing. He, uh, he was very excited when he realized, when he got, like, the new TV with the new remote that he could talk to the remote, and he would just, like, press the mm-hmm. button, and he's, like, I go over, and he's, like, I don't even know what the channels are. I just say, hey, turn on ESPN. And it does. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, my parents have one of those remotes, and it does work. It's like the only time I've uh, any sort of voice stuff where I was like, "Oh, this is actually nice." Yeah, because uh, especially with uh, with there being uh, one thousand channels, like scrolling to find uh, investigation discovery. Horrible. Yeah, uh, so you can watch Snapped. You know. Yeah, you used to just have like about you used to have like two through ninety seven or ninety nine, and then most people. I could probably remember most of the channels like between like one and 100 because they were the same and it was very, very simple. And it's how I lived my life for a very long time. Oh, yeah. I, I knew uh, I, I remembered all the channels from like my childhood. Like I still remember the MTV was 13 and they changed it to 67. Like uh, that, see, I, I remember that ESPN was 11. Was it, ESPN was seven in like the early 90s. They changed it to 11. I only remembered it as 11 and 21. Mm. Was your was your MTV next to your VH1? No, VH1 was 45. MTV ah, was 13 see. and 67. 
Yeah, I usually hung around the 20s and 30s, and the kids' stuff was in the 40s. Because then it was like, yeah, MT- oh, was Spike TV was 28. And then 29 was MT- Yeah, then 29 was MTV. Then 30 was VH1. Then uh, 31 was USA Network. Then we got into sports, and it was ESPN. Mike, 22 was in TBS. I need these eyes up here, Mike. We have the shoes that Odell Beckham was forced to take off. Um, also asked to take off shoes was Jarvis Landry. His shoes were not interesting. We're not going to talk about his shoes. We're going to talk about Odell this Beckham's is some... two pairs of Joker shoes. Whoa, this is some fucking won't let you into the club type of bullshit. <laughs> this is some type of no, no big jewelry. Oh, wait, you are allowed to wear big jewelry in the NFL. So right. I don't know. No, no baggy pants. They all wear tight pants. Um, but I don't know why they draw the line at these cleats because who cares what's on their feet? Who cares? I think it's I think it's all because of like all the stupid charity stuff that the NFL is absorbed into that now the cleats are meaningful. Because it's like, guys, you can really express yourself and choose your favorite charity to put on your cleats. So hopefully someone will take a good picture of it and post it on Twitter. And maybe that'll raise slightly more money. So now the cleats are serious and have consequences. But then this guy puts Joker stuff on there. He could be raising money for charity. Very selfish. He's laughing at the whole thing. I think that uh, NFL teams... laughing at the Susan Komen Foundation. I think that NFL teams like to pretend that they're soldiers. And as such... Laughing at the troops. Laughing at the troops. Yeah, those those two are disrespecting the troops. those oh, are you know what? They did do it on be... Salute to Service Day. Yeah, wow. Maybe that wow. means something. Maybe you're on Maybe... something there. That might actually be yeah. a guess. Yeah, well, I mean, you think OBJ is, you know, woke, but he is still on ballers, so not very woke. A series regular. A series regular. The, I'll also say the only interesting thing 
of OBJ's character in Ballers was that it was implied that OBJ and Russell Brand had hooked up. When? Uh, in an implied, they said that they had been... So another, another good feature of Ballers is all the juicy stuff happens off screen. Um, and they implied that during... Uh, they like went on a vacation together, some like crazy party island. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Remember when we were partying there? He's like, yeah. And then they, like, looked at each other and then, like, looked at each other's ass. So I think one of them grabbed each other's asses. So. I missed that subtext. But you know what? I wasn't doing a podcast about it. So I'm, See, it's allowed. I would have, yeah. I'm, I'm I watched, set to have I watched, that. I watch ballers at an academic level. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing glasses while I watch it. <laughs> Mike, did you have anything to say about the two pairs of Joker shoes? Before I ask you guys some questions about them, one day I'm gonna figure out exactly what sort. Of, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna mind hunt the exact sort of guy that the Joker appeals to so much. Like I can't find the one thing that connects them all, and I, I, I don't know what it is because it's not just the incel thing. Because like a lot of, I, I guess it's. Have you like well, looked at any like simple. they just love comic books aspect? No, it's. It's simple because, like, incel guys look at the Joker and they're like, "Yes, society is a society." Is like, what kind of society wouldn't let me fuck? That's like, what what kind of society would let this happen to me? And then guys like Odell Beckham Jr. are just like, "Man, the Joker's badass. Joker just does whatever he wants. Like me, I do whatever I want." Like, yeah, it's it's funny that there's the yeah the the appeal among both. Although I think it's more the the latter. I think it's mostly just like I, I think it's it's a little bit more that of uh, guys just being like, yeah, the Joker, the Joker represents freedom. Yeah. And football is like not freedom at all. It's got yeah. the most rules. Like I'm sure Odell Beckham Jr. That's how he has to rebel against. He has to rebel against his team and all the stupid meetings. He's like, well, I'm going to wear fucking Joker shoes on the field. See what happens. Because well, I made. I made this point to Brendan a couple weeks ago, and, and he didn't believe me, but I said at any given time there's a dude on a jet ski wearing Joker makeup. And then <laughs> and, and there was one. And then a couple of days later, a guy was in New York Harbor <laughs> on a jet ski in Joker makeup. Late for a fucking meeting or something. That's so sick. <laughs> there's a I don't guy have time in to take this off. That... I hope the water does it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a guy in the... Um... The Packers, who just had like a Joker mouth guard. I don't know. I wasn't sure who it was, but I know that the Joker is uh, he's throughout the NFL. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Ingrained in our culture now. Yeah. The, I hope someone film. does the Joker dance in the end zone. <laughs> His teammates form the stairs and he, and he walks down them. <laughs> yes. And then at the very end, he sees that the police are behind him, so he has to run away. <laughs> Do you guys see Joker in theaters? I did. I actually saw it opening day, even though I was not like excited for it, or just like our friend Time, just just timing like, hey, just lined up. Timing time just lined up. He's like, "Hey, I'm free this day." I was like, "All right, let's go." I was just like really disappointed, just like lots of other people online, that there wasn't a shooting at this outrageous movie. Because then I was wrong. I was wrong to think that uh, the Joker would inspire violence. But if it did inspire violence and people did die, then I would be right. So. I was a little bit disappointed by that. However, I did go see the movie, so I was really putting myself in peril. That's right. Um, because I was making everyone mad at me. <laughs> it's... Because I was cheering for the Joker. Because I saw someone got kicked out of a theater for cheering too loudly for the Joker. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, well, now i got to cheer for the Joker. Like, this is so funny. 
So then uh, people were getting really mad because I wanted to do it louder, but everyone was super into the movie, and the movie was good. Um, so I just ended up being like, well, he was like killing someone. I was just like, Joker, Joker, Joker. And then like at another point, I was like, yeah, get him, Joker. That's get joke. him, Joker. Yeah. Uh, I think Brian I, got me with that. As soon as he popped up on screen, uh, elbowed me. He was like, that's the Joker. That's, <laughs> oh God, that's one of the best bits just ever. But um, it's, yeah, just, instead of uh, just extreme violence, it would have been very funny if the theaters were just full of just general misbehavior. Like people are just smoking in there. Yeah, because I figure that'll turn into like one of those wacky movies where you do something wacky in there. Because I, I snuck a couple beers in. But, uh, <laughs> I went to see it way too early in the morning, so I, couldn't, I didn't want any beers. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to see it on Friday night with Lou and our other friend Ollie. So it was a very very fun theatrical, theatrical experience. Yeah, it's, it, it turns into a sort of Rocky Horror thing, but like people are just doing uh, sort of like Joker crimes uh, in there. Uh, throughout, just uh, just just hurting each other constantly. <laughs> everyone's just trying da- to. Do, da- ev- everyone's dancing quietly. <laughs> everyone's time. goes. Everyone leaves the theater to go to the bathroom to dance quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Very polite. That would actually be sick. Yeah, at once. I did. I did like the um, uh, the 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 panic about how gary glitter was getting rich off this and then basically the uk government had to come out and say like uh gary glitter is not receiving any of the uh royalties while he's in prison for child (laughs) sex abuses who is yeah so that's that's the one way you can separate the art from the artist is if the uh if the artist uh, is literally locked up and uh, doesn't get anything from their art anymore that's how you separate the art from the artist so I'm sure if R. Kelly ever actually gets locked up, then people will be like, well, it doesn't matter to stream R. Kelly stuff. He's locked up. It's not like he gets any of the money. But at the same time, I mean, the Gary Glitter song is the right song to use. So I feel like it's, uh, if everyone's trying to take shots at the Marvel movies, I would feel like that one is a shot at the Marvel movies (laughs) for using like all the fucking classic rock. So then the Joker movie was so good because everything else was like a score and like very sad and quiet. And then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, it's just the fucking dumbest, simple, like banger, like just sports anthem jock shit. And then he's just dancing and then he runs away and then it just goes back to sad music for the rest of the movie. Gary Glitter was such a pedophile that he got kicked out of Cambodia, (laughs) which is... Like the, the Southeast Asia, and not to paint with such a wide brush, but has a reputation for sex tourism. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Gary Glitter took advantage of that to such an extent that he was at, imprisoned and then kicked out of the country is uh, he. I can't, I actually can't believe that he spent as much time out of jail as he has, which isn't a lot in the last like 30 years. <laughs> But, you know, I, I just want to interject on this and just want to do a freaking point of privilege. But uh, talking about this stuff is some white guy shit, actually. Uh, acknowledging anybody being uh, a big pedophile is something that only white guys are into. That's what um, I hear. There's a lot of – there's Flint. Flint still doesn't have clean water, guys. We should be talking about that. That's true. Uh, there's uh, only uh, one issue that matters at each moment. Two things can't be bad at once. No, and because look, there's oh, there's always the worst thing. And if some children have to be trafficked, 
because we got to talk about how there's still other children in cages. Then we need to get people. We need to get people of color interested in the Epstein case. How do we do that? I've reached out to Elizabeth Warren's social media team, and uh, they're working (laughs) on. They're working on. They're working on. uh, They're talking to. uh, Well, not Q from World Star because he died. R.I.P. But whoever they're talking to World Star headquarters, and uh, they're working on some some video content. They're gonna well, get the uh, the freaking tall neck guy guy to get into the Epstein shit. <laughs> uh, so I had a couple. Uh, well, I just oh, there, there there is this headline: Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy. Bernie Sanders supporters say murder. Elizabeth Warren fans say suicide in new poll. That's perfect. That's cut and dry. That is the That's, that, that is, is the difference between Liz and Bernie. Yeah. That's, Oh wait, oh, that was actually posted, but that was uh, it was posted on Twitter. Oh, that was Liz Franzak. Yeah, it, it was just minutes ago, but um, but it was that was originally from back in in August. But I I wonder if those oh yes, have I do remember that one. That tracks in my personal relationships as well. Like I, I, I that's true. I, I think that that's very true. Yeah, my uh, my dad was also telling me some funny shit that my cousin um is a Liz Warren uh intern. And I was goofing up the group chat. My cousin's group whooped or er, woke group chat that my grandma set up. Um, <laughs> that started as a regular thing for like us cousins to like you know send pictures or pop off anything, you know, just like a nice cousin's little chat that my grandma happens to be like the unofficial moderator of. So then it started out with people being like, "Oh, I'm on this trip," yeah, and then like you know people being like other little accomplishments or like maybe someone sent like a photo of their dog or something. Like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, graduated school. So, like, you know, you do, yeah, yeah. Like, literally stuff like that. Just, you know, kind of keep keeping everyone in the loop of what's going on in each other's life. And then after friggin' Donald Trump came into office, now it's all politics. Because uh, my grandma got into, they're like, my uncle is like a, um, what is it, a, or, uh, a Mueller report guy. And he was a lawyer. And I'm just like, nothing's going to happen, man. You should know. You're the lawyer. My dad's and, a lawyer, uh, guy, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, anyways, my grandma's like a pussy hat lady and going to the women's march and stuff. And then now, in these days, my cousin was posting about being Elizabeth Warren intern. And then I had to screw up the group chat by being like, I'm sorry, but I, I must declare myself as a Bernie bro. And then arguing with my other cousins, because there's a lot of them, about how uh, Elizabeth Warren's plan is going to be worse. And at that time, we, like hadn't released them. Like, if she hasn't released it by now, it's too late. Um, but anyways, my dad had been sending my cousin, um, just like Trump memes of calling Elizabeth Warren a loser. <laughs> and then he's like, and he couldn't figure out why everyone got mad at him. <laughs> yeah. It just infuriates everybody. Do you not have any Trump supporters in your family? Um, no, I don't, um, I don't think so. My there'd be, there'd be a very small chance. Mm, I wouldn't. Not in my, like, immediate family of, like, uh, uncles, just uncles and aunts and uncles, I think, are all at least, like, they're all, like, kind of anti-Trump libs. Or maybe my younger cousins, like, at least kind of get it more. So I think there's probably, like, maybe, like, a third or a quarter of us are, like, Bernie bros. And most other people are, like, uh, Liz libs or just, like, anybody but Trump people. So they're not really. I must, but no one that like I am in contact with, no, or no one that we uh, are we are under strict uh, orders not to talk about politics at family events. Uh, well, um, well, <laughs> I, actually, well, uh, my 
Apparently, my uh, my my grandparents are, were like uh, uh, never Trump Republicans, but I wonder if they've been. Uh, uh, there's none of those left. Yeah, there's none of those left. I think. I. Uh, but again, that's uh, it's the, the the differences are not on policy; they're on they're on aesthetics. It's a, they probably. Yeah, entirely. They, they probably wanted Newt Gingrich to be president. Oh, he Ugh. ran. I forgot. No, but he did. Yeah, but he doesn't work. He's, he doesn't work in the front. He's got to be behind the scenes. Just, He's too yeah. ugly. And it just, <laughs> in, way too ugly. In, not his wife though. His wife's a smoke show. Calista not hot enough so for him. And normal. <laughs> Didn't he cheat on her? Uh, I think she was the cheaty. Yeah, that uh, cheated. He had Didn't she have look. cancer? We don't choose. I don't think that was her. I think she was the one that he was sleeping with with the other wife. We don't cancer. choose who we fall in love. I with. I could be wrong though. And if Newt Gingrich had to cheat on two dying women to find Callista, I think they have a beautiful relationship, and that's just what it is. Uh, I don't. I he. I think he only cheated on the one dying woman. I don't think they were both dying. It would be funnier if he, was che- if he was cheating on someone else who had cancer. That would be way funnier. <laughs> just some, <laughs> just someone who had cancer but hadn't lost their hair yet. Uh, all right, so I wanted to ask you both. We have two versions of the Joker shoe from Odell Beckham. He had one on. They told him to take it off, so he put another one on, and they told him to that's take it off. That's true Joker shit. Yeah, yeah. That's, see, that's fucking twisted. Uh, and then he just put on an OBJ shoe. Those which, are good, though. Those, those, the, the OBJ, OBJ shoes are good. You should have led with those. I like those. Um, what would your first and second shoe be? You have one oh. shoe, that you're like, damn, this is my show-off shoe. And then the next one comes back, and you're like, damn. He's got it's too, one. it's too easy. It would be that first photo of the Rock naked, where he's on the beach, and then my second pair of shoes would be that other pair. Of, would, I might go with the one where he's got like a boner, and uh, he's lifting the title belt. Um, or there's like another one where he's uh, also in the water. So those are like my top three Rock naked pictures. So I just put naked pictures of the Rock on my shoes. <laughs> my, uh, I would use. Um, the the picture that I've been using as my phone wallpaper, the the Jay Leno meditating in all denim in a like a field. <laughs> um, that would be one, and the other one would be a pair of cleats that said, "If you can read this, the bitch fell off." <laughs> uh, my That'd first one. Sick. I don't know how I'd make it clear that it was Tony Soprano's bathrobe, but much like this is like the Joker's <laughs> purple jacket, the first one would be Tony Soprano's bathrobe, uh, and the second one would say Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah, well, Ooh. the thing is, Brandon, would, I care yeah, about these things. Yeah, but that's politics. the bad news is uh, the that's NFL what everybody is the deep says state. now. It's like, uh, that's, um, you know, I guess. The only way to, to, to solve it is to shine a light on it constantly. I'm okay with the normies being on this. What did that, who, what, Project Veritas just leaked that thing from the ABC News anchor who said that she had the story three years ago, and I'm rooting for Project Veritas. Jeffrey Epstein is what unites us. He's gonna heal this country. That's right. Finally, I actually me and think we have something that we can we can sit down across the table and we can we can have a meal together and talk about how about, about all the sickos. Yeah, it's kind of like my dream. It's almost like if ballers got popular, you know. Imagine <laughs> if all the normies got turned into ballers, and we could t- I could just talk about anybody, anybody to ballers, but I can't because only about four hundred thousand people finished out the entire series. 
like 0.1%. Yeah. And my favorite my favorite community online is effectively killed just like Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, and that was a really aw- awful online community. And they all <laughs> terrible group of people. I love how and they all in- hated you. They all hated you. They all hated the show by the end. They weren't interesting. They weren't funny. It's so great. No. The best, also, another point I want to make to really drive home is Ballers is like, um, I know there's like shows where like a character's supposed to be sexist or supposed to be a bad guy. And then people write their think piece about like, oh, this is actually like a really bad guy. Um, but like Ballers is the most sexist show on television to the point where the esports team that Vernon is on at the end, um, they get three brothers to be on the team, and they have an episode about courting the three brothers. And then Dan kept bringing up, it was like, hmm, there's Vernon, and then three brothers, and then League of Legends is five on five. So who's going to be the fifth person? So I said, oh, maybe it'll be Lance or like Joe or someone stupid. Just put in one of the other characters the viewer knows because they haven't shown us who the fifth person is, or the fifth person, it's got to be some sort of surprise. So instead of doing that, they just have a girl, and they don't introduce her. They don't give her a name. She doesn't have any lines, and she's on the video game team. And that's Vernon. In the finale, the fifth member of the team is a girl with no name and no lines, no explanation of where she came from. She And I was joking that she probably, because of it, got paid like an extra. Yeah, they. Yeah, that's why this was this was a cost saving maneuver. This was not about like, uh, like we can't introduce a whole new character here. Uh, there's no time for it, and also we don't want to pay one. So yeah, and so. it's like I, and it's also strange because Baller seasons one, two, and three were ten episodes. Season four, nine episodes. Season five, eight episodes. They just wanted it off air, obviously. Yeah, they just. You know, um, no, I wanted to ask about that girl earlier in the season when Vern was playing Mortal Kombat, he was playing against the girl and they started talking about um, priorities for the esports team. And he was like, and he just said, was a that her? Name, and I don't know, because I don't oh. remember the girl you're talking about from the finale. Yeah. I just listened to your podcast about it. That's the only reason I knew it, that definitely could. I definitely could have been it. But that's the thing about ballers. It always leaves a guess and it always leaves you wondering what what could have been. And I at least predicted I predict I predict the ending though, so I do want to take full credit for that. You also Perfect. I didn't hear in the again, three hour final episode of your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um any mention of you being right about the bet about the Rock's girlfriend. Oh yes, that's what I was to bring, that's what I was trying to bring up now is that I was correct about the bet and I still have not been paid my ten dollars. And I, Lou uh, was also I was on Dad, correct about Dan's, his bet. I said Dad. I was on Dan's side of that bet. I thought that you would be back. I thought they would do anything finale esque in the finale. Nope. It was just a season nope. finale. Nope. That's why there is no show like Ballers. There's no show that disregards women characters as much as Ballers. The Rock's girlfriend was like a sort of a main character for the first season, and then they get rid of her in season two after like the second episode. She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take a job with ESPN." He's like, "Well, yeah, go follow your dreams or whatever." And then he just like doesn't care. And then she is not in season three, not in season four, and then just in one episode of season five, where they cut to the beginning of season five, and it's like they're dating again. 
And then once she wasn't in the second episode, I was like, she is not coming back because that's what we thought was going to happen in season two is that she would come back and she did not do it. So that's why I was confident making the bet. And me being a true Spence head, I knew I knew the answer the whole time. Anything to add? No, that's that's a perfect summation of uh, of what's happened. All right. So uh, our last thing that we're going to talk about today, um, just a little quick hit. Uh, Neil, I know you're not like necessarily the biggest sports fan in the world, uh, so I wanted mm-hmm. to give you a nice thing to say to somebody whenever they bring up a good player that they like. Okay. Um, and this will automatically win the conversation for you every time you say it. Okay. Um, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Ravens, led them to a victory over the Patriots on, uh, I think it was Sunday night, uh, the Patriots' first loss. Um, Lamar Jackson, kind of a controversial quarterback coming out of uh, Louisville because he was just like exclusively a mobile quarterback, and he's really everybody had nothing but bad things to say about his arm. Well, he beat the Patriots, and he's like an MVP candidate now, so they were all wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. Somebody tweeted out, where are the Lamar Jackson haters at? Uh, Damn. This guy, guy, at Big Lions guy. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect name. Big Lions guy. Maybe. Uh, He responded, uh, he's an ACL tear away from obscurity. Zing. So he's he's a major tragic injury away from being a nothing. That is very, you know what? Yeah, that I've I never considered that, but saying like, well, look, if he just if the team plane crashes though, then what? No one's no one considers this. It's just like, what are you? T- like, of course, what are you talking about? He could get a uh, cancer and it goes undetected, and then what? And then it's Super Bowl, it's media day, and people just find out about it, and then what do you do? It's one tragic illness. He's away. a loser. Get him out of here. What if he gets shot? Or- it's not gonna be so good then. I love that. That's to feel the need yeah, to say that. Prepare. What if he gets hit by a car? Like, sorry. What if he gets hit by a car like Ricky Jarrett? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the last tweet. Also, also, I want to say on the ballers, crazy that Ricky Jarrett gets hit by a car, and yet they don't show who hit him with the car at all. They didn't show any sort of reaction of, like, gets hit by the car and be like, ow, I think I just broke my leg. They wanted right. you to think how, he was how hard, dead for How hard did he get hit by a car? He tore his ACL, I think, by getting hit by oh. the car. That doesn't seem like a getting hit by the car type of injury. That seems more like an on-the-field type of injury. But I'm not wrong Being hit about by that, a car right? would be like, ACL. I don't know. I just feel like you would just, like, break a bone or something. Dan got hit by that car when he was tweeting while jaywalking, and he turned out fine. Yeah, I don't. He didn't even tell me about it, so it must not have been that big of a deal. <laughs> that just—it's my favorite follow-up tweet I've ever seen to anything. <laughs> I can't remember what the original post was, but the follow-up, the like in the thread was, "I got hit by a car because I was jaywalking in front of the pick and save while writing this." Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, and then uh, how's the hockey supplement podcast going? The hockey supplement podcast. Um, well, as it turns out, I got it much closer to like what I envisioned for it, and then that turned out to be quite a lot of work, and now I haven't found it in me to do it again. Ah, <laughs> uh, but because so, I yeah, cause I was wanting to talk uh, youth hockey, I guess because I don't really uh, pay attention. Well, I watch a little bit of NHL stuff and watch like highlights and whatnot, and I am a uh, Admirals fan since that's my local team. But um, yeah, I did play youth hockey for like 
at least all the way through high school. I am happy yeah. to talk about that because I don't know much about it. So I think that would be good. I think the show, while I while I want it to definitely be just uh, disgusting, I think I would also like it to be informative. It can be both. Yeah, because I just want to say hockey players are like some of the worst people on earth. They're just generally, I mean, not always, but I would say generally the people I play hockey with generally bad people i think um having to be awake and like be somewhere at like 6 a.m for your entire like childhood yeah um, it turns you into a bad person because you're just so mad that you have to spend so much effort on something that nobody cares about (laughs) yeah brain doesn't develop properly because no that's that's why like the hockey parents get so mad it's just because it's just such a fucking time commitment and then they see this yeah, because cause once you're a parent, like, if for youth sports and shit, because youth sports are completely out of control, and there's, like, no youth, there's no, like, child labor laws for youth sports, and, um, and also the parents have to drive them everywhere, so they're spending as much time as the child going to the youth sports. Yeah. So then they're just, like, even more invested. It's the second and then job also for them. Yeah, and also hockey is very expensive, so there are, like, some parents that do literally have like a second job to pay for hockey. All the pads smell like shit, stinking up the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone who plays is very racist too. Um. So having some experience coaching youth sports, uh, I'm starting to think that youth sports is just like a middle class issue because there's no lower or middle class people uh, doing sports anymore. It's all rich kids. Well, you, I'm also if on you the have it through the park here. district, I also work if you have a good park district, then like anyone can play basically. But then competitive and club sports have killed the park districts right. in the same way that they do with like, not as bad, although private schools shouldn't exist. Like private schools, like at least in Milwaukee and like charter schools have like sucked a lot of the teachers out of MPS cause they'll just pay more. Because a lot of the Milwaukee ones are just run by some, like, massive multi-millionaire that's just, like, owns, like, I don't know, five or six schools. And uh, from my inside source at the charter school, their plan was they would be able to be profitable within, like, five years. Which seems like a very, very quick turnaround for something as big as a school that gets, like, state money. You just get, it's like the same way that you make money off a prison. (laughs) Keep it full. Yeah. And you get like money per kid. Oh, okay. And then you just yeah. Then and then you just run it. it like a business. <laughs> just um, like this podcast. That's eh, right. Which I'm ending. I, I assumed as much. Uh Neil, I feel like we talked a lot about the Bang Local da- uh Dad's uh greater universe today, but uh go ahead and plug whatever you need to plug. Um I'll oh, I'll plug uh my friend Jack's Instagram at talk to me Jacko with the number two. Uh, he's a painter. He's very good at that. Uh, I'll throw out Lou's Twitter, which is, uh, at monster ultra. Um, I'll throw out, uh, my friend Zach, who's also a producer that made the album with me at I am Kashan. Uh, I'll throw out Jeff's Twitter at JJD bad boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm looking that up now. You guys don't follow Jeff on Twitter? No, I I we, we follow each other. Uh, Brendan, okay. Brendan may not, clearly. But I didn't know his, his handle. Here. Yeah, his handle is JJD Bad Boy, which team, I think team is... Team Tulsi leader. <laughs> yeah, he's... Oh, yeah, he's going to be... Yeah, he's someone who might get thirst trapped into voting for Tulsi. <laughs> I was on board with that. Someone I heard should. him talking about it. I, I was on board with that. 
Yeah, he was he was way too genuinely horny for those videos. <laughs> it's really funny that she got herself into the debates again, just on the backs of yelling with uh, yelling about Hillary Clinton on Fox News for like five days. Well, Hillary's just plat- again. Hillary's platforming Tulsi by calling her a Russian asset. Yeah, yeah, Hillary. Uh, yeah, they're 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 in it together. I don't think she's gonna run though. No. I'd be surprised. No, I would be. Yeah, stunned. Uh, all right, well, that's, that's it. That's the show. Who are you? Everyone. Knows oh, and now. also, also my Twitter. Yeah, hey, have new people this week. <laughs> at stupid Neil with two E's, two E's for Neil. Uh, say and, that again. Uh, I think your mic cut out. Oh, uh, at uh, stupid Neil with two E's for Neil, and um, then I guess Dan's Twitter. I uh, should round it out. At Dan Black with uh, two A's and on both parts. That's everybody. I think so, yeah. Wow. Except for Phil, but I don't know. He's got an Instagram, and he has like uh, he had a Twitter account <laughs> that was like Jalal Al Jind, something that wasn't in English. And uh, I just can only find it by searching like one of his really old tweets, which is just really funny. A tweet from like 2000. 14 or so that's just like a law lowercase just treat me like a thug <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that's that's all that i've got there you go see using using this time to to, to lift up others and that's yeah we got a rising vote for tide, Bernie Sanders. Rising tide he'll fu- he'll reform uh you sports yeah hopefully. <laughs> uh all right well, that's the show that's the show see you next week Bye. Beer, 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 beer.